Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for May 9th, 2021. Koyo Kobose here. So very, very glad you joined us on this Mother's Day. Uh, Well, on Saturday, usually before, you know, the Sunday, um, Live Dharma Sunday program, the day before, I'm usually thinking, gee, what should I talk about tomorrow? <laughs> and uh, that's what I always, you know, ask myself. Then, of course, for this week, I said, whoa, 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 I don't have to ask myself that. It's Mother's Day. So I better talk about Mother's Day. And uh, <clears throat> I think that, to me, there's two teachings here. One is from a sort of an external perspective, looking at uh, what the mother uh, influence on the child. Okay, and of course we're all, everybody has a mother, and uh, we should be very grateful to the mother for all that she did, or was involved in our lives. She's responsible for us being here. So this has to do with the karmic causes and conditions. Huh? Uh, it has, it's, it's broader than what her intentions might have been and so forth. Or, and it's beyond uh, judgment of whether she was a good mother, bad mother. It's not a relative uh, analytical type of a situation. It's it's the reality, the facts of the karmic causes and conditions involved between mother and child. And the child grows up to be an adult. 
and always remembers, still always remembers the mother in some fashion on Mother's Day. That's what that's about. The second thing is what I would call experiential oneness or experience. This is from the inside where the way that a mother cares for her child is uh, direct, it's lived. There is a oneness between mother and child. The mother doesn't ever have to think about what to do, doesn't have to figure anything out. Okay. It's hardwired in. <laughs> huh? the, as far as the mother's concerned, she doesn't ever have to think dualistically of here's a mother, here's a child, here's a parent, you know, here's the offspring. Her life and the child's life, one life. And this kind of experiential oneness is held up as an ideal in terms of how to live life. Okay, so if you're talking about a person and his profession, person and his hobby, a person in any kind of domestic relationship, there should be that kind of experiential oneness as a role model for how to live. Okay. Uh, now, it's one thing to be uh, have decisions, uh, life decisions based upon a dualistic subject-object. But it's a completely another level in a really domestic relationship when there's experiential oneness. Uh, you're so close that you don't even think of, about that of two things that became one, okay? It's already given, okay? It's taken for granted, it's natural. So those are the two things that um, I think are the most important teachings for me on Mother's Day, the karmic influences, okay, the objective facts, and then the absolute subjectivity the phrase that my father would use, uh, where you're completely together in this experiential world of oneness. And uh, all kinds of examples of the mother-child relationship can be seen uh, as illustrating one of these two basic thing, basic teachings or realities, if you would like to say for it that way. And I would like to just look at my father's article in his book, Everyday Suchness, where he talks about the title of the article is The Greatest Gift to Mother. And here he, he says, and I quote, this day is especially set aside to pay tribute to our mothers, though we should not forget them on any day. It, it is needless to describe the greatness of motherhood and the untold debt of gratitude we owe our mothers. Even when we try to do so, 
Our words seem weak and insufficient, though our effort is endless. It is said in the Shinji Kangyo, one of the Buddha Sutras, through the love of kind mother and merciful, compassionate mother, all people are peaceful and happy. The love of the father is higher than the mountain, and mother's love is deeper than the ocean. Then in the Daijukyo Sutra, they said, should there be no Buddha to serve, to serve, your, to serve your parents well is to serve the Buddha well. Indeed, we have to try to realize the vastness of our debt to our parents. We take things too often for granted. And uh, it's especially true with our parents. Uh, even more than that, some people complain and some people make their parents suffer. Uh, we should always try to do our best for our mothers. But what does that mean, our best? I believe that our best is to see to that see to it that the mother has no cause to worry and that her expectations about us are fulfilled. Uh, we receive our bodies from our parents, said Confucius. Okay? So you better take care of your body. Don't harm it. That's the beginning of filial piety. To become independent, pursue one's life work, to leave one's name to posterity in a good fashion. Okay, that's 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 the, that's the story of life. So whether our mothers are living or dead, to give them no cause for worry is the greatest thing. Don't worry your mothers. Now every mother brings up their child with tender care and thoughts that the child will be become a good person and play a, a worthy role in accomplishment and contribute to society. Okay. So every one of us should remember the mother's loving care and hope and try to fulfill her expectations of us. Mothers are always thinking of us and worrying about us. And in the article, my father tells the story of Johnny's mother, and it's a true story. It's an example. Mrs. Yamada always stood on the cold, dark porch of her farmhouse in Central California when her son drove off to go to work in his vegetable truck. She stood there until the truck's lights disappeared on the distant highway. It was seldom that she went back to bed after Johnny went to market with the produce. As usual, one morning at 3 o'clock, Johnny and his mother ate breakfast together, and, and he drove away in the truck. His mom saw him off from the back porch as usual. Now, after he had left, Johnny discovered he had forgotten some important papers. So he parked his truck and cut across the, the ranch on foot. As he approached the house, he noticed a dark figure in the corner of the porch. Then watched the figure. It didn't move. So he approached and he says, who's there? And the reply came, oh, is that you, Johnny? And Johnny came to his mother. 
she took his hand and there was silence. After wiping away her tears, the mother softly said, Johnny, this is not the first time for me to be standing here. Every morning I stand here long after your truck's lights have gone beyond and 